Thank you for joining us for Effective Heart Change, the podcast that will discuss how to apply faith principles to real-life situations. This is Effective Heart Change. Well, it is good to be here with Effective Heart Change. It's been a while, Dale. It's time flies when you're having a vacation. When you're having a vacation, it took just a little bit of time off there, and then I was taping some other things, so we actually had a break. Now, they don't know that because that doesn't change their schedule, but our schedule changed. Well, and it's good that you got a break. I was wondering how often you do that. I... Well, even when I take a break, I tend to write and do things like that. So um, it's a different, a different environment, a though. Different environment, maybe maybe not enough, but it's it's good. I actually get recharged from being able to think, imagine that, and and create and be in that world. It it actually is is fun for me. Well, welcome back. Well, thank you. This whole series is a tag team to the last series which was the Spiritual Foundations, Step by Step. And it's a tag team in that we're not able to receive, to some extent, until those foundations are in place. And this series, this particular uh, session is really going to highlight that uh, at a higher level. And you start at the exact same place that we did with the step-by-step foundation series, except we're going to look at it from the receiving point of view, and that's safe. If a person doesn't feel safe, if there's not that layer in place, it's virtually impossible for that person to look at another person, listen to another person, interact in a way that they're going to be receiving. It's interesting that uh, as we've gone through these spiritual uh, musts, I'm very much more aware of them, and I see them in action all the time. And and, uh, uh, I think of people that I know and come in contact with who uh, don't evidence a a spiritual side and fear uh, that that not being uh, safe is, is almost... Uh, universal. Oh, it is. Insecurity. Let's go to the flip side of that. Insecurity. People who are insecurity, how much are they able to receive? Even if you try to, to dump some life, I mean, you're really, you're trying to compliment them. You're, you're trying to just build them up, et cetera. It's like there's a shadow box going on. You know, it's like, no, 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 I can't receive that. And, and you see that not just with SAFE, which we're talking about in this particular segment, but you'll see that in the WORTH segment, which is the next one. People who don't have these layers in place, it really becomes a struggle when you're working with them. It's like, how do I say anything to them that'll matter? Because they just, they've got that filter up. We talked about the good eye in the last video. People have that bad eye. They've got that filter going. And here you are, you're trying to pour into them, and it just isn't working. I was uh, reminded of the uh, response I've gotten, I don't see that, or I don't get that. And, and uh, you, you have the tendency to kind of run over that, uh, think, oh, sure, you do. But the, the reality is that they're speaking truth there, that they just can't see in that range or that, that particular frame of reference. And it's not a mind thing. 
I, I mean, this thing has come so clear to me. You see from inside of wherever you are spiritually and experientially and other kinds of things. So you're seeing from a particular point of view and you're speaking ideas that you think aren't that hard, aren't that difficult. How can you not see that? But once you understand about filters and spiritual flows and some of these things that we talk about, and you understand that you actually think from the inside of that place, you're there presenting something that you're, you're like, this isn't that difficult, and they're not getting it, and you're like, wow, what is going on here? You and I both are, like to write. Um, mine tends to be more lyrics and poetry stuff, but I I'm, I'm, was taken early on about how react, people reacted to what I wrote and shared with them and, and what they heard. And that was kind of the first eye-opener for me to not assume uh, that what I was putting down really wasn't that big a deal. It was a big deal because it was an expression of myself, but the way someone received it, uh, there was no guarantee on it. They might not like it. They might see it for something completely different than I intended. And then I came along later and started realizing I was writing things that I didn't realize I was writing. That uh, the the point that I was trying to make uh, wasn't wasn't a conscious thing, uh, and, and it appears. And so the the whole intake and and sharing bit. It helps to have that uh, knowledge that that uh, people don't hear you for exactly what you say. I think that's one of the assumptions we make when I say it. It's it's my idea, but everybody should understand it. Well, that just doesn't work that way. It really doesn't. And in the middle of that statement, you said the way they received it. If I'm right, and you receive according to spiritual flows. They might not even receive it the same way if you brought it two different days or oh, yeah. two different hours or sometimes even two different minutes. You know, I mean, it's, it's like spiritual presence is so reactive and so changeable that if I brought something to you one minute, you might be offended by it. But if I'm able to walk through and there's some change in the dynamics, even a minute later, five minutes later, it might be received at a different level. Now, that's what's so powerful about this safe piece. When that is in place, all of a sudden, you and I can start having a real conversation where the other half of your brain isn't tied up right now. You see, when you're not safe, there's, there's half, three-fourths of your brain tied up. 99%. Yeah, whatever, whatever percentage. You've got part of you that's just kind of tied up in a way that it's like it can't hear. There's filters going off. There's responses. I'm responding inside of that. So when you're just taking a look at yourself, you're thinking about insecurity, you're thinking about some of the different things, and you're like, wow, much of the time I don't feel safe, then you're going to have this situation where you don't feel like you can learn, you don't feel like you can hear, you don't feel like you can respond. Everything gets messed up and the receiving mechanism just isn't working. That's. Uh... The second part, I said, I don't, I didn't see what I had written, and I, you're, you're describing that too. Not only does it happen to the listener, it happens to the writer that 
what you think you're putting down, uh, there's more to it. And I believe that's a spiritual thing, that, that uh, uh, in writing or music, uh, it's, it's a gift that you've been given, and, and uh, God will use it in his way uh, and in his time. You've actually got, I'm hearing two different things. On the one hand, you're presenting more than you realize. There's a fullness to what you present. And it's kind of neat that as other people are listening, they're bringing out those aspects. And so it's like, wow, this is pretty neat. And mm-hmm. think about how that makes you feel about you, which yeah. we'll jump into in the next segment. So that's one part of it. But the other part of it is they might actually be reading into it something that just completely is not there because of where they are at a particular moment. I agree with that, absolutely. I've seen that happen as well. So the spiritual dynamics, and the first one that we've talked about a little bit is safe, going back to the step-by-step series, are huge. Getting those healthy, getting those in a good place. When you're working with someone, bringing hopefully something that will bring peace, will bring safe, it's huge in being able to communicate, huge in being able to hand off life or receive life. Let's pay closer attention to that. We'll analyze it a little bit with some questions, and then we'll continue. Dale, in the last segment, you actually almost segued us in just a few seconds earlier when you're, we're talking about worth and you're talking about your writing and all of a sudden there's a, this fullness that comes out that's even beyond what you realize. That's really what needs to happen so often. We need to be able to give one another a sense of worth, a sense of purpose, a sense of meaning. Without that, we're operating, again, these two work so closely together, we're operating in that place of insecurity, and then I'm going to see things and hear things in ways that I shouldn't, or I'm going to give things outside of what I'm intending to give. Getting that place of worth in place is really important, and if you go back to the step-by-step series, so much of that is in comes through love, acceptance, and belonging. It's, it's spiritual. It's a growth, and, and it's amazing when it happens. And, and it makes you more aware and alert uh, to see it in other people. And, and I believe that's a part of giving what you've received. And, and it's, that's almost more rewarding than the writing is. Uh, and when someone, the aha moment, uh, when they are struck by some thought that they hadn't considered before, they they feel safe enough to explore it, and and uh, and then it becomes more of a regular daily thing that you look for. Uh, I think uh, I don't I don't see that. I brought that up earlier. I think that that's what we're saying in that that phrase is that I can't see it, I don't see it, and then when, when there's a light that the light bulb comes on, and then you go, oh, wow, maybe I do see that, and, and that's exciting. And it's not just safe, 
It's being taken seriously. You know, if the other person was caught up in their own junk and bouncing off walls and et cetera, guess what's going to happen? Not much. It's like we have this perfunctory relationship and you say something, I say something, well, see you, good day, and I'm out of here. When someone actually stops, pays close attention, listens, maybe brings things out of your words that you didn't even realize were there, that's, I'm being taken seriously. I mean, when I'm being taken at that level and it starts to wake up that worth, notice the hearing, notice the exchange. I mean, what we're describing here, this thing is going on. It's going back and forth. That's just something that really elevates people to a new level, and it's, and it's extremely powerful. <laughs> I've played to those crowds that, that, that uh, uh, they weren't interested. And, and it's, I, I was often, not often, but I was invited to parties and to bring my guitar and share my music. And in the midst of a party is not a place to do it. And it was, it was deflating because nobody really wanted to listen. There were a few, a handful maybe. And what I finally decided I had to do, if I was going to take my guitar, I was going to say, okay, I'm going to be in here, and I'm going to play some music if you want to listen or have the host do that. And that worked out okay. <laughs> but, to, but to play to a bunch of blank faces or uh, drunks <laughs> wasn't my idea of a good time. You're, you're not the total narcissist that is able <laughs> to just kind of imagine that even though they're all talking and ignoring me and going on with their world, they... They really are listening to me. They really are enjoying me. You you couldn't play play no, that. No, that I was not. Thing. I'm not a good actor, I guess. So, <laughs> so for you, it really needs that interaction. And frankly, for all of us, exactly, we need that. We need that feedback. We need that being taken seriously. I I, I love that phrase. And when you get a hold of that, if you're taking me seriously, if I'm taking you seriously. It translates a level of meaning, purpose, worth. I mean, I, I know personally, I, when I'm writing, when I'm you know, going through all of this and you hand it to someone, they're like, oh, yeah, you know, et cetera. It's just, ugh, you yeah. know, I mean, the, the, the hit that happens with that. Yeah, it's, it's uh, the ego's involved. And, but we want to matter, and everyone wants to matter. And so we need to be looking for signs, signals of, of when you strike a chord in, the, in a conversation. Uh, the, you use the terminology, uh, it was a serious, you take it seriously. Well, it can be humorous too. The, the beginning of it, can, it can happen a hundred different ways. But if you're not looking at the other person to see them and not be all wrapped up in what you're doing, then you're going to miss it. It's communication skills. It's focus. It's looking at them, making eye contact with them. All of those kinds of things that wake up a, you matter to me. You are significant. You are a person with purpose. Once those things are engaged and you're happening, now we can begin the, the giving and the receiving process in a meaningful way. So many people want to jump to the content or they want to jump to, you know, I want to get this out of you or whatever. 
and they're not paying attention to these pieces for themselves or for others. And then all of this breaks down and I live this mechanical life and I wonder, why don't I have any meaning? Why, why am I not able to receive? Why do I stay in this place of insecurity? Why do I have no friends? <laughs> why do I have no friends? And it really does come back to this idea of receiving. Am I giving the kinds of things that I need to give? The man who shows himself friendly will have many friends. So you're not going to do the receiving unless there's some giving. There's got to be some exchange. There's got to be some back and forth going on here, or this thing breaks down pretty quickly. You need to be able to give what you want. That's a great statement. Yeah. It, uh, we tend to complicate it, but if we think about it, if, if you are insulted by the fact that somebody doesn't get what you write, uh, and that, that's a wall. Uh, you've put up a wall, and I've, I do the same thing. But if you look to connect before, then, then you probably have a, a little more success. Favorite video of mine from 30, 40 years ago was talked about this idea of here you've got this person who's just fearful, just fearful. They can hardly stand up. He said, he said well, one of the best things for that person to do is just get a hold of even a little bit of the peace of God, yeah. just, just a tiny, tiny little bit, and then find somebody who's more messed up than they are <laughs> and give that tiny little bit of encouragement to that person. And that really starts the growth process in there. And, and so you make a great point. We're talking receiving. Sometimes the receiving is actually in the giving, which is a powerful concept in and of itself. If you don't have giving, there's nothing to receive. There's nothing going on. It, it is an exchange, which actually jumps us into the next segments. So let's pause, reflect a moment, and then we'll continue. We're talking today about what I call the prerequisites. If these things aren't in place, it's hard to receive, which really is kind of this conundrum almost, because I need this in place to receive, but I can't, re you know, I can't receive it without it, but I can't, you know, kind of, kind of gets me into a mess, you know, when you start. You in wrote this stuff. <laughs> yeah, I wrote all that stuff. But I mean, it's like I need it yeah. in place first. Then I can start receiving, but I need to receive in order to get it in place. Well, that really describes the spiritual end of it, does it not? It really I mean, does. It, 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 without that spiritual level, uh, you, you're not going to be prepared. And, and, and all your effort uh, to, to deal with fear and everything else uh, is, is not going to be successful in the way that God intended it. So one of the best things you can do at that point is stop, breathe, believe that there's a God out there who is going to help you, nurture you. And the piece that I want to talk about in this segment is confidence. If you go back to the third layer of development from this step-by-step, -step, it's covered, but what comes out of that when you believe that there's a God there, when you had a mom and dad who actually covered you, protected you, nurtured you, helped grow you, that builds this thing called faith. So now I have a confidence to 
do life, well, if I don't have some level of confidence to put myself out there, where we ended in the last segment, I'm not giving, I'm not going to be receiving. I've got to develop this confidence to do life or it really breaks down in a hurry. I believe everybody has faith in something. And, and uh, too often it's self. And, and that causes a disconnect and, and is going to appear in your communication and, and the way you deal with people. And uh, I, I see it. I saw it myself. Uh, and I don't know. I couldn't back you up and tell you where the light came on. But I, I remember thinking to myself, you've got to start thinking about other people. And, uh, and there was a period of reflection that, that I had to go through to be open to it. We talked that, uh, a little bit about that in this, uh, just before, that there comes a time that, that uh, you, you need to be able to receive and, and then give, but uh, there's a, that connection with God enables you to, to make that uh, leap and, and the light comes on. When you start believing in the goodness of God and you've had parents who've been there for you, covered you, it's easier if I have confidence in me just to lay me down long enough to actually interact with other people. Right. If I don't have that, and so it almost, again, we're back to our conundrum, you know, it's almost like I have to have confidence in me, which allows me to be more attentive to you. That doesn't sound like it should work, but it actually does work. When I grow in confidence, I'm able to interact with you at a better level. I dare say in coaching that uh, you deal with that all the time because somebody wants to be able to play a certain sport, we'll say. And uh, uh, their, their aspiration is to be like the big boys and, and the, the pros and that play like that. But there's, there's an elementary part to it. And the elementary part is, in this discussion, is setting yourself aside and being more aware of other people. In terms of confidence, kind of the next step, if you go back to the step-by-step -step series, the next step is actually creativity. So you tie it back in, whether it's athletics, wherever it is, creativity is a huge piece that, that ties in with confidence. It's, it's not just the covering, it's not just faith, but it's the creativity. So the pros have they're farther along. They're farther along that creativity. So often parents aren't real good about that. You know, the three-year-olds, a lot of times it's like, well, that's bad behavior. Let's crush it, et cetera. There's got to be that mix in there where you give people the chance to develop and come alongside and you encourage them. You've got to do that, hopefully, in a way that builds confidence. Because if that confidence gets destroyed at that creativity layer, when I'm beginning to develop some of that uniqueness, that's not good. And that, again, shuts down the receiving because back to, I'm struggling with worth. Then when I'm struggling with worth, I'm not feeling safe. I mean, all of this, it, you really can't divide it out. Right. It all becomes one package, but yet it's, it's helpful to talk about it like this. I was reminded uh, as you were talking about the creativity, uh, I used to watch a, a painting show. 
It was William Alexander. Uh, Bob Ross was a student of his, and he has has more fame now. But but William Alexander was a German guy, and his favorite expression is "You be the creator." And and I believe that that's uh, we're in the image of God, and I believe that creativity is a gift that God gives every one of us. That we have a certain place. Uh, a talent, uh, an expression that we have been given, and our delight in life is answering that call. What's interesting, insecure people will try to make you conform. And a lot of times, as you go on through the stages, that's one of the things. I'm starting to play to my crowds, and I, I want my peers to love me, and so I've got all of that going on. I've got this huge challenge between me being me so that I feel good about me and, you know, I want other people to respond to me. You've got those two things and they're really fighting against each other and there's this tension, but I need to get that confidence in place. I need to get that creativity in place and yet do it in a way that is under God, that actually cares about the good of the whole. You've got to bring those pieces together in the, in the right mix. It is a mix, and, and it, it, it requires giving and taking, and uh, sometimes we just get wrapped up in ourselves. Sometimes we get wrapped up in somebody else, and it's no healthier doing that. So this whole segment, we've been talking about confidence. If I don't have some of that confidence in place, then I'm going to be insecure. You're trying to give to me. I'm trying to stand up for myself, trying to be good in and of myself. I mean, we've got this thing going back and forth, and it, it just isn't working very well. And then you end up with what I would call blockages to the receiving. So I'm just not able to relax, be a human being, flow, flow with people. When you recognize people in that zone, go back, encourage the worth, encourage the purpose, encourage the uniqueness, work with those kinds of pieces get the spiritual dynamic more in place, and all of a sudden the giving and receiving begins to work better. Let's again take a look back, and then we will continue. The final area that I want to talk about today is I call cooperation. And if you've been hearing what we've been saying, we've kind of been dancing in and out of that all the way through because receiving is this joint thing. It's, it's not me in a unilateral way sitting and going, okay, feed me, fill me. It's not me giving to you what flows through you, sticks to you, and you know, you, you can't give away what you don't have, a lot of different things. There's a part of this that has to happen by me giving out. There's a part of it that has to happen by me drinking in. So you have both aspects going on. But I love that word cooperation. It's got to be in place for the receiving thing to work in your life. You used the word dance early in that. And that's a great expression of what you're doing. Is uh, uh, <laughs> I've been I've been to uh, parties where uh, everybody seemed to be dancing alone, you know, <laughs> <laughs> which never made any sense. 
I went to college out in Oregon, and uh, one of the first classes I had to take was uh, social dance. And, and being a good Baptist growing up, uh, I didn't dance much. And, uh, but I, I, I fell in love with it because it was a, a way of expressing you, your, yourself physically, but it was also uh, a partnership. And and this is what we're talking about is partnership, and so may I have this dance? Uh, that that might be something that you can run through your head, and and think, oh, that to get to dance, I need a partner. And the first partnership, obviously, is with God. We don't think about that. That's part of why going back to it's personal. You know, where where we talked about here's the spiritual realm and you're in this zone where you have thoughts and you don't necessarily think about those thoughts being influenced by God or guided by God, part of the cooperation is just recognizing the dynamics, recognizing what's yours, recognizing what's mine, recognizing what's God's, seeing the different influences, and giving credit. That's so powerful. I, I love the one-liner, it's always about their accomplishments. You want to be a good leader? Don't make it about you. Make it about them. It's always about their accomplishments. That's just incredibly powerful in this idea of cooperation. I had a boss that uh, taught me a really valuable thing about, about that expression. He said, never t- uh, t- tear into someone uh, to... to even improve them, but if they're not doing the job, and sir, compliment them first. Say something nice about them, and then they'll they'll be listening. Uh, and and it's it's a technique, but it's it makes perfect sense. If it's a technique and only a technique, chances are somewhere in there the message doesn't get across where it needs to be. But if you're able to compliment them, and not just flattery, not just the empty stuff, but if you're genuinely able to compliment them, you see some value. You see some worth. So your frustration with what's not being done right doesn't come because you're down on them, because you're thinking negatively toward them, but it's genuine and it's real. And when that compliment is given that's genuine and real, it wakes something up. It changes the spiritual dynamic to where the person actually can hear. And yeah, that's not just technique. When I, when I said that, I, I'm thinking, now that'll sound like I'm just setting them up and then I'm going to lower the boom. Well, in a sense, I am. But uh, if it isn't a, a genuine, uh, then don't share it. <laughs> that, well, to me, that goes back to the passage of don't cast your pearls before swine. And when I would really studied that out. I'm like, so who is a swine here? Who is the dog here? And my conclusion was that a swine basically is someone, it's, it's in my eyes. So if that's how I'm looking at you, I'm not going to get a good response back. And, and you get that by if you look at the Jews and you look at dogs and you look at et cetera. So if I have judged you in a way that has devalued you, how dare you start throwing pearls out there because you're going to get trampled because when you're putting that devaluing out, you're going to get a devaluing back. That, that passage is really universal. And so, yes, when it becomes a technique, 
uh, maybe the two of you are cooperating, back to your pro athletes or whoever. Sometimes if both people have the same goal, I want this productivity, I want this raise, I, I, I want to make more money, I want to be the champion. If both groups have the same goal, we can get along with the fact that there's no value being passed back and forth. I just want to get better so I can learn what, from you. But most of the time, that's not true. Every conversation has these dynamics of worth and meaning, and it's building a sense of safe. It's building a, a, a sense of cooperation into there. Those things aren't happening. It's not pretty. I've heard uh, network marketers say, fake it till you make it. And, and uh, <laughs> there's some truth in there, but, but there's also a, a huge stumbling block because uh, the recognition uh, within yourself that you're faking it uh, is, is going to be transmitted to whoever you're faking it to. And, and uh, because you have a sense of insecurity about, this really isn't true, but I'm going to say it, say it, to have a mentor, to have a coach, to have someone that has experience with where you want to go, that's a great thing to, to emulate what they are and what they're doing. Um, but that's not fake it till you make it. Unfortunately, the fake it till you make it tends to work best for manipulators and controllers because if that's who they are, in a sense, they're faking it, but in a sense, they're being genuine and they're starting to see people, read people, and really move the buttons around. Well, that's not going to do anything towards what we're talking about of genuine receiving. That's, that's going to use, that's going to manipulate, and it's going to make everyone more cynical in the long run. So they're actually operating from their spiritual view. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And they're getting better at it yeah. as, as they go. <laughs> and, and in a very cynical way, they're breaking this whole process down. They're stealing worth at that point. They're definitely creating an unsafe environment. The next person that comes around and tries to sell them, guess what happens? We're not in a genuine area anymore. We're in a manipulation zone. So how's that person going to respond to the next person that comes around that way? So yes, it, it does work as a quote-unquote technique, but we're talking about genuine receiving here. We're talking about drinking in the life of God, and we don't want the fakes. We don't want the breakdowns. We want the things that build safe. We want the things that build worth. We want the things that build confidence. And what we really want in the end is the things that build cooperation. If you've got those dynamics going in a situation, it starts to be healthy and it starts to work in some really cool ways. I hope that you've enjoyed the discussion. We're trying to give you some really practical language in terms of how do I get into a place where I'm giving, I'm receiving, I'm growing, I'm stepping into a better place. Hopefully this language is helping you with that, and we'll see you next time on Effective Heart Change. Oh, 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 oh,
Video production, editing, and audio by Matthew. Set design and setup by Ashley. Content recorded live at Studio 104.